Warning, this podcast was produced by two men who still think that swearing is both big and clever. As a result, it contains quite a lot of it. Therefore, this podcast is not suitable for children, unless they're really fucking cool children. Hi guys, welcome to episode 6 of Pop Collaborate and Listen. Before we start, Chris Greer and I would like to say a massive thank you to everyone out there that's been downloaded the podcast. We had our best ever week last week. We are overwhelmed by the amount of support you guys are getting. I hope you're all enjoying it. Please do let us know. You can get us at PCL Podcast on Twitter. You can get us at PCL Podcast on Instagram. Follow us on Spotify. Our address there is, you've guessed it, at PCL Podcast. And then just to throw you a curveball, at PCL Music Podcast at gmail.com. Please do get in touch. Let us know what you like and what you don't like. If there's anything more you'd like us to cover, anything you'd like us to leave out in future. This podcast, as always, is sponsored by On The Edge Comedy. On The Edge Comedy is Brighton's best new act, new material night with a professional headliner. Taking place on the first and third Fridays of every month, we bring you fantastic hand-picked acts from around the UK scene for only £6. As I say, it takes place at the Carolina Brunswick Pub first and third Fridays of every month. You can find details uh, on our Facebook page, or you can uh, go on We Got Tickets or Eventbrite and Google On The Edge Comedy. If you're in the Brighton area or just down for the weekend please do come and check us out a couple of things to mention this week there's a couple of mentions about it nearly being christmas so yep you guessed it we recorded these before christmas so uh, i hate to break the illusion also santa claus isn't real uh spoilers anyway you can also hear my dog waffles in the background a couple of times here to be honest with you he just really loves being around krista and we can't keep him out of the room we could put him down but we like him too much so what can we do We've got a couple of recommendations for other podcasts we'd like you to check out if you like what we're doing. Uh, Crash Bound Wallop is a fantastic podcast put out by our friends Phil Jarrett and Phil Lucas where they look at disasters week in, week out, either man-made or natural, and they try and work out whose fault it is. It's superbly, superbly researched, really, really well presented, very, very funny, and we really enjoy it. Hope you'll check that one out. Also, brand new podcast out by comedian Rich Wilson called Insane in the Membrane where he speaks to different people tackling issues of men's mental health, a really important important issue that uh, I think we can all agree doesn't get mentioned enough so go and check out those two podcasts uh, if you like what we're doing Uh, what have I been up to in my life I had quite a busy week actually just been registering for the Edinburgh Fringe Festival I'm going to be in City Cafe uh, the Hollywood Room at 5.50 every day throughout Edinburgh also going to be in Brighton Fringe every Sunday in Brighton Fringe doing my brand new show ADH Dave so if uh, you like this there's uh, there's very little mention of pop music in it but uh, yeah there's me talking shit for an hour so if you like that do come along anyway this is an incredibly long intro no further ado we'll get on with the podcast hope you enjoy it do get in touch and we'll speak to you again next week cheers Welcome to the sixth episode of Pop Collaborate and Listen, the podcast where we listen to every single number one UK album of the 90s uh, because, uh, I don't know, there's nothing much on telly these days, is there? So yeah, my name is Dave Fensom. I'm Christopher Greer. 
Krista, how are you? I'm alright, I've got a little bit of a cold, so I'm probably going to be sounding quite snotty throughout this podcast. Fair enough, mate, fair enough. And uh, if you hear any noises at the door, there's a dog that wants to get into this room, and we may have to let him at some point. Uh, okay, so we are, where Where are we in the year, Krista, at this point? We are nearly halfway through the year. We're looking at end of May, beginning of June 1990. This album that we're going to be talking about was first went to number one on the 27th of May. Wow, six episodes, and already halfway through the year. Halfway through. Well, yeah, but the thing is, the Phil Collins one took up so much time. Phil I Collins mean, really was number is. one forever, um, so we're now eventually kind of speeding through. Lovely stuff. So, okay, we're in the middle of the year, nineteen ninety. Um, so, what what is the uh, what is the album this week? Um, this week is Soul to Soul's second album, nineteen ninety or volume two rather, nineteen ninety, a new decade. Wonderful. Uh, okay, and so this one went straight in at number one. Uh, yes, uh, yes, yeah, straight in at number one on release and was number one for three weeks. Okay, because obviously this is going to be riding on the success of uh, like uh, the last album, Club Classics Volume One, which was an enormous hit. Had two massive singles off of it. Exactly. It was and um, it was so widely lauded everywhere as well. Everyone was a big fan of that album. Uh, yeah. it, it broke down a load of doors for them, and this was the first thing after that big rush to come back with. Okay, fair play. Um, so, right, let's have a look first at the album cover, uh-huh. as we often do. Okay, what we've got here is a piece of, I, I guess, I mean, I'm no art critic, but I guess you would describe it as African art. Yeah, I'm assuming that's the vibe they're going for. It's sunny colours, that yellow, orange, red. Sure, it's got that kind of that slight kind of Afrocentric vibe that's kind of going around at this time. Big, bright primary colours, and then the Soul Soul logo over the top of it. Um, in, yeah, in a in a font which I can best describe as early nineties. <laughs> yeah, 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 very much. It's uh, it it's, it does the job fine for what it's doing. Uh, it's very different to the first album cover, which was just with a jazzy bee on the front yeah yeah kind of dancing yeah dancing kind of fist in the air kind yeah. of yeah yeah dreads are flowing but yeah no, it's, a, it's a perfectly reasonable album it's inoffensive it's the kind of thing that I would buy uh, in 1990 because I did <laughs> yeah, well there you go I, I'm sure that I bought this as well I can't find it anymore so I don't know if I'm remembering it wrong right. Or if I gave it away in one of my various purges, yeah. But I'm pretty sure I bought this as well. Well, I had, I, I've definitely got it. I've just been through my vinyl trying to find it, um, and I can't. But I know I've got it because when I got my record player a couple of years ago, I listened to it again. Oh, okay, right. Um, so yeah, um, yeah. Well, okay, yeah. You bought it in 1990. At the time, you were 14 and a half, something like that. I, yeah. I was 15 and a half. It was, you know, one of the first maybe to what trying to be cool albums. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you, you want it because oh yeah. Well, I really like the first one, so I'm definitely I'm, like this. And I, yeah. Well, I mean, we'll we'll get into. I mean, I really like the first single, but we'll get into that because yeah. that's going to be that's going to be coming up pretty soon. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's. Uh, I mean, so I mean, nothing much to say about the album cover. It's uh, nah. perfectly. Yeah. I've got, it doesn't inspire strong feelings one way or the other. It me, really. No. Uh, but uh, the, the other thing is, I suppose because we did buy it at the time or whatever. If you'd shown me that without the words on it. And said, "What album is that?" I would have been able to go. That's Soul to Soul. Right. I would have yeah, said, yeah. "That's that's a Soul to Soul album." So it's memorable for for that. Fair anyway. enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. So, um, well, without further ado, should we crack into the record? Absolutely. All right. So let's get into this track. Number one is one of the singles. So we're going straight in with one of the biggies. We're going to get in with Get A Life. This is the first single. This isn't is the it? first single. Absolutely. Right. Uh, it peaked at number three in the chart, so it didn't do. It, it didn't, I think uh, Back to Life had got to number one yeah. off the first one uh, Keep On Moving had got pretty high but I don't yeah. think it got number one 
this was the first one. I suspect they probably thought it would go straight in at one, but it didn't get quite get there. Right. It did three, uh, but it was definitely this was the lead single, so this is the first kind of thing that we heard off it. Mm-hmm. So let's play a wee bit of this. So, so we've got we've got a kind of uh, nice kind of uh, string arrangement at the start, uh-huh. then kind of fairly ubiquitous breakbeat, yeah, and then Jazzy's kind of deep calm voice coming over the top of that. Uh, yes, absolutely. The the string bit at the start uh, is very again that, that's not it's like a motif. I would say that's very soul to soul. Yeah, uh, instantly recognisable. And I suppose this is the right one for them to come back with. Yeah, because. You've got the memories of the previous stuff, and this is this, this is steering us straight back into Soul to Soul. Yeah, I mean, lyrically, it's kind of self-empowerment. Yeah, yeah, it's... I, mean, I must admit, from listening to this album, yeah. I'm kind of of the opinion that the lyrics are not a strong point for this band. No. I, 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 I like mean, what they're saying. Yeah, everything in it is a little bit... Um, it's a bit motivational poster. Yeah, it really is. It's, you know, believe in yourself and yeah. we need to move forward as a species. All the good messages, but... It's kind of... But tell you what, right? We talked about this a bit with the Christians record. Yeah. Right? And there's, there's a kind of contrast here because while some of the themes and some of the writing are in, in the kind of same ballpark, this never pisses me off in the same way the Christians did. Okay. No, uh, as. Yeah, I, mean, I, I suspect there was a lot of other baggage whenever we were listening to Christian just in terms of the music that well, put, put it off. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't looking to give those guys a buy in any way. No, that's or, yeah, you know what it, I mean? it, it, exactly. Uh, but I think that the like you said, the message is a good message, self empowerment, whatever it is. Uh, it kind of is a little bit preachy at times, I think, as well. Well, I mean, you know, I think it's, you know, it's. I think it comes from a good place. Oh, very much so. You know, it, what, it's it's it be positive, set goals, and do your best to achieve them. Yeah, and what elevate your mind to that sort of stuff. You free, know, but, elevate your mind, free your soul. Well, quite. This yeah. is it's one of those things that people say. Well, I mean, it is. I yeah. Mean, I, I mean, you know, I think we can believe in that to a degree. <laughs> I think I I'm far more of a spiritual man than you, Christopher. <laughs> Maybe so. And I drink more spirits, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, like, you know, it's it's fine. It's kind of standard. You know, it's standard. It's standard self-help, but bullshit. Really. It is, and the, I think, and, and like we say, you know, I'm, I'm saying that they are sincere, uh, yeah. and Jazzy B believes this stuff. Mm-hmm. He does believe what he's saying. But I just think he's a bit smug about it. Maybe, but I, I tell you what, I think the difference is as well. He's just kind of got this reassuring tone. Uh-huh. Like, I, I've got a feeling that if I was sat with Jazzy B, right, in a cafe, yeah. and he was telling me how things would are... You, were you drinking right? a cup of Jazzy tea? Yeah, oh my fucking, maybe I would be. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Smoking a Jazzy C, maybe. Jazzy C, Jazz cigarette. I don't yeah, know. Um... Yeah, look, I've got a feeling I'd believe what he's got to say. Okay. I reckon I'd go home afterwards and go, oh, actually, some of that's bollocks. Right? <laughs> right. But I reckon while I was there, just because he's talking to me in that kind of calming mm-hmm. kind of voice, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? I'm like, okay, man, I believe you. You've got the wisdom of the dread. And I'm like, and then, <laughs> you got it. You got it, my friend. 
Um, true enough. Yeah, and this is it. He probably would be quite a good preacher. Yeah, you maybe. Know, he, he, you know, to to you know, speak his message to the people, he's, he is. He's good at what he does. Yeah. So, anyway, I think this, this song starts well. We get into the chorus. Yep. And, like, we... Uh, <sighs> We deal with a, something that I find generally quite problematic in music. I think I know what you're about to say. Uh, yeah, a chorus of kids singing. Yeah. Well, I fucking hate that. Uh, yeah, fuck off. Yeah. Right, yeah. right and I, and I, now, I'll be honest with you, I don't know why. I don't know whether it's just because I knew this song quite well at the time and I'm looking back at it maybe with rose-tinted gloves, but mm-hmm. it doesn't bother me as much here as it does in other places. Okay, right. It doesn't... It, I mean, it's not... You know, it's... You know, it's... Uh, it doesn't annoy me as much as it would in that P.O.D. song. Oh, God, I've forgotten about that one. It's fucking terrible, mate. Uh, well, obviously, it's mind. a P.O.D. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah but the one that comes to my mind is Hard Knock Life. That fucking oh, Jay-Z with that awful chorus. Well, yeah, but that's, I mean, that's a that's a, a sample from Annie. Oh, too, but I don't... I, but my reasoning would be, okay, don't use it then, because it's still... Oh, yeah. loads I mean, of fucking I, kids. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I fucking hate that song as well. Yeah. But, um, yeah, but... I, I don't hate it. It kind of fits. Okay. It fits okay. I would. I reckon it would probably be better if it wasn't. The song would probably be better if it didn't have it in it. Yeah, I do. I find it a little bit grating, but I understand again why they've done it because the the song is, you know, get a life under the chorus. Is what's the meaning of life? So it's, it, you know, explaining to the future generations. It's uh, you know, setting out your stall. Kids are asking, "What is the meaning of life?" Jazzy's telling them. That sort of thing. So I get, I get it, but I don't like the sound of it. Yeah, I agree with you, basically. Yeah. But I mean, I think apart from that, this is this is a good tune. I think this is a, I think this is a good pop tune. Um, yeah. I, I listened back to it. I went, oh yeah, I'm digging this. Yeah, totally. And you're saying about the you know it's, it is a fairly generic breakbeat, but it's they've really you know pumped it up in the mix, which is what they do in a lot of their songs. And it, it's a it's a good you know chug along tune. It, it, it does well. The one thing I did think, and this affected my listening for the rest of the album, the bit in the chorus, I'll, I'll play a bit, um, where Jazzy's kind of responding after the female vocals, and he's going, come on, come on, yeah? yeah. Actually, let me, let me just play a bit of that, and then I'll come on to what it reminds me of. The bits where he's going, come on, come on, yeah. Like, oh yeah, yeah. Flight of the Concords, yeah. They got that song, Boom, yeah, where uh, a Jermaine just comes in sometimes and goes, my selector, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> rewind. Who's a bum king? I'm the bum king. What? Who's a bum king? Tell me that. I'm the bum king. Here's the bum king. Chaka chaka chaka. That it just it completely made me took me out of the song and I was like. Oh god, that's what he's doing. Fuck's sake. <laughs> so now I just picture Jermaine Clement instead of Jazzy B when I hear him doing this stuff. I see I actually really like those little call and response bits. Yeah. I do, yeah. I think they they, they, they sit nicely. I think that kind of elevage man mm-hmm. that's that's really nice. I really that, that's my favourite bit about this, that chorus is it is. It's a, it's a good chorus. Very and, catchy. And you and you got those little kind of orchestral stab scratches in it as uh-huh. well. Ding 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 ding. I think this is a good tune. I, I don't think this is dated horribly. It's okay. 
yeah, considering this is 28 years ago, this is absolutely fine. This, this yeah. stands up a lot better than other stuff we listen to. I mean, I think it stands up better than other stuff on this record. Very much. As well. Yeah, very yeah. much. But yeah, no, this is, yeah, I think this is just a good, big uh, pop tune. Uh, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm perfectly happy with this, and this is a good start to the record. Yeah, no, it's, it's a good track one, because yeah. it's, it's a recognisable sound, it's a good tune, and it's it's a, a good fun one. Yeah, and it's yeah. Uh, you know we've talked a lot about uh, do we get straight into it? Yeah, we're straight into this record Definitely. straight away. We're straight in. Okay, we're soul to soul. We know what we're doing. Here comes the breaks. Yeah. Here's the message. This is what this is. Yeah, exactly. It, it does uh, the, the best job possible yeah. of getting you in. And I guess you know one of the main things we need we haven't mentioned yet is this is the record after uh, their most. Well, I mean, to most people, soul to soul was Jazzy B and Karen Wheeler in the first. She record. was the f- yeah the. the yeah. F- the face of the female vocals yeah. yeah and Karen Wheeler had left before this record came out so you've got various female vocalists yeah. on here but I think this you know this this song doesn't necessarily miss her I think what else there is about this record I don't think we've talked about it is I don't remember a lot of records coming out at this time that had a kind of a hip hop edge to them that had an English rapper mm-hmm. rapping in an English voice. No, that's actually very true. So I think this yeah. that's quite notable for that. I mean, obviously, you know, I know the first record had, you know, you know, had that too. But obviously, it was the first one we're discussing. But yeah, it's quite, you know, it is quite distinctly English sound. Yeah. Oh, or, sorry, British sound. British, sorry, yes, but it was. It, uh, no one in the States was doing stuff like this. No. And they went over to the States and made it big. They were Grammy nominated for yeah. a lot of stuff, first and second album, mm-hmm. because this was a new sound. Yeah. Yeah, that did really well for them. And, you know, and you can hear, uh, I mean, I suppose Tribal Quest are starting to hit, mm-hmm. and you're getting some of those kind of jazz-influenced mm-hmm. Uh, bits and pieces coming in the hip hop, but it's not really until we start getting into like ninety one, ninety two that the, the kind of the jazz, that big jazz inflected kind of Afrocentric hip hop starts uh-huh. coming through. And so I'm wondering if you can draw a line between some of this and some of that. Maybe so. I think it'd be. I don't think we can say that you know without one the other doesn't exist. But no. I think it's, it sits in that in that kind of uh, it, pool uh, of. Yeah, I suppose it's you know, a influence. didn't beget b, but it's along that road. Yeah, true. I would say that with with the first Soul to Soul album and this one, that sound, there's definite reflections of the Massive Attack thing as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, because Nelly Hooper, obviously, who's one of the producers of the Soul to Soul records, used to be in the Wild Bunch with the Massive Attack squad. Yeah. And so he's bringing that sort of sound as well. And that is another English, or uh, British-English sound again that was coming through and was suddenly respected throughout the world yeah exactly so, yeah, it's kind of pre pre trip hop yeah you know I mean yeah obviously they got Cameron McVeigh coming out of there as well obviously has had a worldwide hit with Nana Cherry record oh right sure yeah obviously yeah, he yeah. was married to Nana Cherry at that time that's right. probably when's that's probably like 80 89 yeah uh-huh. so you know I mean I'm sure so you know there's, well, there's, yeah, there's, well, there's, there's tentacles everywhere then because it's it's coming from that wild bunch uh Bass. So yeah, you've got Cameron Bass. going one one way. You got uh, Nelly Hooper going soul to soul direction, and you got Massive Attack coming out and doing their thing. So yeah, there's, it's kind of three different strands from from one hub. Yeah. Cool. So yeah. All right. So good good start to the record. So good start the record. Um, I did watch the video, and did you? fuck me, there's some nineties fashion in that video. It's oh, I bet there is. It's the proper high waisted jeans, nice uh, shirts tucked in, really nice and smart. Just bad hair everywhere. Cool. Yes. 
So but, you know, it was 1990. Sounds like every school disco I ever went to. <laughs> True, yeah. Also, just as an aside, I only found out because I was looking at some of this stuff. Uh, did you see what Jazzy B's full name is? No. Trevor Beresford Romeo. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's a name. That Trevor Beresford Romeo. Yeah. Man, that just sounds like something you say when you're trying to like, <laughs> s- like say what your number plate is to <laughs> someone over the phone. With, with TDR. Uh, <laughs> Trevor Beresford Romeo. <laughs> Trevor. Trevor. Well, this is it. <laughs> Trevor. Obviously, that's the one he ditched. Right. Yeah. He, he went. He didn't go Jazzy T. Yeah. I'm like, oh, what's the T sound for? And he had to go Trevor. Trevor. Uh, sorry about that. Um, but then, isn't your man? Isn't uh, Buster Rhymes a Trevor? Yeah, it's... I love how you just called Buster Rhymes my man. Yeah, your man. You know Buster. Ah, yeah. your man. <laughs> oh yeah, my man, Buster. I was going to give him a call. He's, he should be a guest on this one. Yeah, Trevor. What are we talking about? He's on the block. No worries. Mate. Off you come. <laughs> come down, Bus Bus. Uh, anyway, so yeah, there you go. Track one, get a life. Good opening. Yes, indeed. Track two, what we got? Track two is called Love Come Through. And I get right. Th- here we go. I had this album, like I said, I think yeah. I'm pretty sure I definitely had a copy of it mm-hmm. at least, and I will have heard this. I don't remember a lot of these songs at all. I uh, see. I, I had a different experience. Oh I, yeah. Well, uh, mm, to a point, I did. Okay. I, I think what happened with this record because I had it on vinyl. Yeah. And I think I listened to side one more than side two. <laughs> okay. Right. I see. Uh, yeah. Well, there's a reason for that. Well, there is a reason. For oh that. right. Well, yeah. So I don't remember this Spoilers. one. Spoilers. Yeah. Love come through. I don't remember, but uh, okay. Let's give a bit of this. Because whenever I first put it on, that sample is uh, a meters song, the band the meters, big right. big funk band, yeah. using samples all across hip hop, yeah. and it's a really big meaty tune that they've sampled. Yeah, and I feel they've sucked the life out of that. And, okay, yeah. well, so you're well, like that that snare sample, the the, 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 the little guitar bit, the oh, okay. bear, 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 and the and the the uh, basic drum beat. Then they put some other bits up the top. Okay. Because I, I mean, I again, I quite like this one. I just, oh, right, okay. Yeah, I, you know, it's kind of got that kind of little low slung, uh-huh. jazzy riff to it. I like the jazzy end of hip hop probably more than you do. You definitely it? do. Yes, yeah. yeah. But, but, uh, I was talking to someone about this last night actually. Um, we're discussing Guru's jazz metallic. Yeah, and so, I, yeah, sorry. I, I think that it's all right. I think Guru's really good on it. I don't like a lot of the backing. Ah, see, I think that that first Guru Jazzmatazz record is a classic, stone cold classic. Right. Like, you know, like Sounds in the Sea. Oh my God. I, 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 that was on a, some skate video. Uh-huh. Like, one of the, there used to be a video magazine series called 411 and I had sound, uh, Sights in the City on one of those. Oh my God. God, the break in there and the yeah. vocal in it. Yeah, I love that, man. Like the, the track with MC Solar on it, Le Miel, Le Bien. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, that is, that's a cracker. Yeah, no, I, I love that whole first record. I think that's right. I think that's absolutely brilliant. And, you know, I really like bits of that brand new Heavies, Heavy Rhyme Experience record. Uh-huh. See, I prefer that one. 
I think that's a better album for me because uh, it's more funk. I than think jazz. It's, I think it's got some really good moments on it. Mm. I think I prefer the jazz. Jasmine Taz too. I was never as bothered by. There were some good bits on it, sure, but I was I was never I never loved it. But you know, all that kind of you know I was really you know like Diggable Planets. Uh-huh. Uh, love Diggable Planets, uh-huh. like kind of the, the jazzier end of the Tribe stuff. Yeah, I mean I, you know actually some of the new stuff that's coming out at the minute, you know, like Anderson Pack, has got that kind of j- uh, jazz inflection to it. Definitely, there's, there's bits and pieces. I, I you know I really really like that. No, I, I, I really would, like that sound. I would agree. You're you're much more of a fan of that side than yeah, I am. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. So okay, for, so you you were into this one. I like this. I really I, I really like that kind of chorus. There, I ask me no questions. Tell mm-hmm. me not. Tell no lies. Really like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's such a pretty vocal performance mm-hmm. that uh, I'm prepared to forgive the tune a little. Well, I, said, I mean, I've got a feeling that you, what you're, you're going to say is that it's a little bit banal for you, maybe. I think it's very bland. See, I, 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 I think I, I think the vocal performance is good enough that it, it takes it away from. I see. Okay. The blandness. I think there's, there's there's so many like pretty little things that she does with it and little inflections and changes of when it goes when it runs through the choruses the second time oh, and yeah? things like that uh, yeah I just I just think it's a really nice vocal um, it's got that little kind of jazzy beat on it I, I really like the kind of the, the, the way that the snare sounds mm. over it um, and yeah, I don't think I don't think I I mean for one I probably didn't twig that meters sample which I should have done but so I mean I, I didn't have that same reaction right to sure it. yeah you, you weren't in and then taken out yeah with that no, that that was my my sort of base reaction was oh wicked they're using this and then the twinkly piano the very nineties piano backing is like okay no I'm not into this anymore. I mean that is not the most nineties piano we're going to hear. On oh this god record. no no it, there are some dreadful examples coming up but it it's it started with with me already on this one. Okay, so I mean, I was I was pretty happy with this. I was like, okay. Okay, well, I, I, I'm for me, I'm two for two so far. I see. All right. Yeah, I'm not. I my note on this is sounds like coffee table house, which you'd find on a back to mind compilation compiled by M people. Oh, for M people! Don't bring M people into I this. Thought, I thought it was really on, bland. Man. You can't, mate. You can't bring M people into this. <laughs> that's, I, that's 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 a red card, man. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 that's honestly man that's like someone's been asked to be quiet in a cinema and other people goes yeah it's just like Nazi Germany it's not it's not the same <laughs> it's thing it's a Godwin's law for yeah. people you, you've gone you've gone immediately to 11 mate <laughs> <laughs> this uh, is at worst an inoffensive tune uh, well yeah I mean it's inoffensive in, in as much as I didn't get up and turn it off but well, I really well, didn't like it oh, have you been getting enough sleep Never. <laughs> Fair enough. Lyrically, I mean, mm-hmm. this is let your love come through. I mean, what else can well, you yeah. add to it? It's yeah. About love. Trust the vibe. And that, it, it, yeah, it's, yeah, it's all about hate, passion and fire. Right. And for real, I'm just letting you know. I mean, it's... It doesn't sound like passion and fire, though. No, it doesn't sound like passion and fire. It, mm. sounds, it sounds like dinner jazz, but it's... Yeah. <laughs> but, it's, but it's a perfectly inoffensive tune, and I'm probably going to put it on a compilation. Okay. I've got a little compilation wow. called Jazzish. Oh, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll probably put this tune on it because I, I think it'll fit in there quite nicely. Oh, no, I, I suspect it probably will. So, yeah, okay. Okay, so, so you're okay You're okay with that. Fine, a fine, fine. schism. <laughs> yeah, quite already. All right, well, uh, on to track three, unless you get anything else on track no, two. No, not at all. People. People, yes. Lovely. So this one, track number three. Streets times to start us off. 
This is just like kind of it's very ubiquitous 90s house piano yeah again there, there's your 90s piano I mean yeah I, I didn't love this whole era of house music this kind of house piano thing no we talked about you were put right off by a lot of this weren't you yeah. you like avoided dance music because you heard so much of this rubbish yeah exactly and I was like ah oh, didn't you know I think I'm less bothered by it now than I once was because it you know because it reminds me of happier, simpler times. Sure, okay. Right. Uh, and, you know, that w- walking down the street, watching people go by. Um, it's, oh, it's a weird I'm watching, premise. You're watching, you watching, you watching. Yeah. It's a strange premise for a song. Well, yeah, I mean, I have people watching. Is people watching a weird premise? Well, or are you stalking? Well, well quite. But it's, again, it's one of those ones where the message is, as, uh, as people, as a society, as human beings... Yeah. We're all the same, but we you know, we need to come together and again elevate your mind sort of stuff yeah. as one. Yeah. So it's it's people watching it's it's trying to bring every, everybody together. Yeah. And you know, fuck that. No, but mate, uh, this is this this really annoyed me. I one. mean you work in a pub, you know most people are pricks. They are absolute twats. And it's coming up to Christmas as well. Oh mate, yeah. Oh uh, yeah, I'm getting Christmas parties in. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I'm I'm a comedian, so uh, so stick it up your ass. Yeah, true, actually. <laughs> after after they come and get beer from you, they come and fucking say things to me. You yeah, know? and they can um, all and they can all fuck themselves. Anyway, um, <laughs> um, and then there's one bit of lyric right in this that I thought was particularly shit. It's lend your hand to understand spreading love and joy throughout the land. Lend a hand, Mister. Won't you? Won't you understand? Yeah, that's bullshit, mate. Awful. That's bullshit. Yeah, it's base level crap. It says nothing and says it very badly. Yeah, I mean, I uh, weirdly though, I don't absolutely hate this tune. Okay. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's familiarity. Maybe it's remembering it. Maybe if I was hearing this completely fresh, I'd have a slightly different reaction to it. But mm. I'm just like, okay, this is this is fine. I don't don't need to hear this yeah. again. Yeah. Uh, it's not great. I, I mean, I had this experience when I listened to it a couple of years ago. I was like, okay, it is what it is. But, you know, it's not either of the first tune, two tunes. No, no, fair enough. Okay. Uh, the one thing I did uh, pick up on this one, let's see, once the beat comes in, I was like, oh, who else used that beat? And it, it absolutely spun me out for like a day. I could not remember. So let me see if I can find where it comes in. So that bit, oh, I recognise it as a very well used beat, and it's it's a very well sampled original tune. But it reminded me very much of another song of that era. Mm-hmm. Does it ring any bells for you? It is. Something, yeah. yeah, it definitely is. Yeah. Um, oh, hang on. A Let me mm-hmm. hear it again. Yep. I was I was absolutely obsessing over this. Is it like take that or something? Uh, 
That's not the one I'm thinking of. Is am I in the right ballpark with it? Like a boy bandy kind of thing? Uh, again, not boy band. It was a male pop singer's one I came up with in the end. Okay, what did you get? Sydney Youngblood. Oh fuck you! Yeah, that's uh, yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm right. Yeah, uh, well, like um, uh, if only I could. If only I could. If only exactly. I could. Uh, Fucking I've got... hell! Right. Okay. Yeah. So let me play a little bit of Sydney Youngblood. And the thing is that he released that in 1989, so b- before this Soul to Soul album came out. Yeah. And, you know, fair enough, because it's not his beat at all. It's from um, Break for Love by Ray's, which came out in the early 80s. But I was looking into this, and I went, all right, uh, he's used that. And apparently, at the time, some people had accused Sidney Youngblood of ripping Soul to Soul's first album off. Oh, really? And uh, taking their sound for his, for his own. Right. They both released their debut albums in 1989, right. but people were saying that he was, you know, a, a sort of a worse version of Soul to Soul. Which he was. Um, well, no, 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 I mean, I, 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 could only, I could only tell you Sydney Youngblood single. So well, that's quite. Uh, but then apparently that this, this pissed him off, mm-hmm. and so he started a little bit of beef with Soul to Soul and released a remix of a track of his called Feeling Free called The Jazzy Who Remix. Oh, yeah. Which used the same beat from Jazzy's groove off the first album right. and a piano riff similar to Happiness off the first album. Right. So he was just basically going, fuck off, mate. I'll do what I want. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I don't care what people are saying. Yeah. And up your hole. And <laughs> but, but, So that was his song, Feeling Free. Soul to Soul also have a song called Feeling Free on their first album. Right. So it's entirely possible that people were right and he was ripping them off. Right, okay. But uh, it seems that here's this is the, the 1989-1990 version of hip hop beef well it's uh, I mean incredibly exciting as far as I'm concerned <laughs> it's like who would have thought Sydney Youngblood would have uh, had some shit to start with well, some I'm, I'm now googling where is Sydney Youngblood now uh, I think he's German where is Sydney Youngblood where is he now don't tell me he's still touring oh, of course he fucking is what else is he going to be doing is he, is he on one of those uh, well, no, I remember it, Sydney Youngblood versus Soul Soul it's on the oh, Wikipedia is it yeah. right <laughs> oh fucking hell there we go it's very exciting stuff very this is front page news back in 1990 I'm sure yeah I mean it, it doesn't say where he is now right. since oh since January 19, uh, 19th 2018 Youngblood has been attending the 12th season of the German reality show I'm a star get me out of here oh on right on television so um, that's where he is okay. yeah. <laughs> in the fucking jungle fan <laughs> I the mighty have done whatever other celebrity does okay well he's in the jungle anyway Got right let's, uh, let's move on to the next track yeah okay so track four is Missing You uh, featuring Kim Mazel on Vogel So that's what the feel of that, that one is. Yeah, I mean it's a it, it's a, a smooth soul number with mm. a bit of a beat behind it. Yeah, it's got yeah. It's it a single as well. Yeah, it's a single. Yeah, it's on the greatest hits records. Right. Kim Mazel was a pretty big deal at the time. She was. She was um, in that beloved song. Oh, she was as well. Yeah. Hello, yeah. 
butts. I think this is really another just bland wallpaper. Yeah, nothing. this is this is dull. By this point, the the goodwill I've got for this record is starting to slip. Right. Okay. It's starting. To, it's starting to go. I'm starting to be like, okay, this is why I don't listen to these records. Like, well, yeah, yeah. And they're doing the same thing again. They're just all right. There's another string and big beat production. Yeah. Yeah. You you do you come to a point where you're like, well, do something better. Yeah. Exactly. It's like okay, well you're not. Okay, if you're, if you're not saying much, you need to be very musically pleasing. Definitely. And this isn't... This is just kind of hitting me in, you know, kind of moderate FM. This is... Yeah, I, I suppose it is... It's very radio-friendly single. Easy on the ears. She's not saying anything too challenging. It's very trite lyrically. Yeah. It's standard. It's, it's, it's capital FM. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, not for me, mate. I mean, you know, again, like you say, lyrically, very trite. It's uh, drops of rain from the sky, a prayer, a miss on his lips. Yeah, a glance, a smile, and suddenly life comes alive. Yeah, whatever. Give a fuck, mate. No, absolutely not. And I think that, fair enough, she was a big deal in getting her onto the album was probably uh, uh, quite a coup for Soul to Soul. I don't like her vocal style. I think it's that really overwrought... Uh, diva sing, singing style that I don't I can't get into yeah not for me either mate I like the odd kind of big tune that comes out from here and there I mean like I say it's coming up for Christmas we'll have a bit of Mariah Carey at Christmas for sure oh definitely but, uh, yeah not for me generally speaking no. mate well, especially not over this uh, Giles, uh, Giles Peterson-esque fucking boring beat yeah you're right okay and I'm going to use that as the perfect segue for mm. the next track because you just said Giles Peterson yes and the next track is called oh god Courtney Blows <laughs> which like I mean is my review yeah I yeah. mean oh fucking hell we I mean we've, we've talked a little bit here and there about saxophones so far you know late 80s uh-huh. and the 90s were sax- saxophone central yep we enjoy a sax solo is that oh, fair to say we have been fans of some of them for sure you know, I mean, I like the Cagney and Lacey theme tune as much as the next man, right? <laughs> I do. It's a good tune. It is a fucking good yeah. tune. Um, but, yeah, I mean, should we have a listen at the start of this one? Yeah, okay, let's do this one, and then we'll take a break from Soul to Soul. So, yeah, Courtney Blows. Uh, who asked for this and who thought it was a good idea? Here we go. spent so much time thinking about whether he could <laughs> think about whether he should do you know what I mean I can't take that it's it so bad it's proper uh, Anchorman jazz flute isn't it, it really is <laughs> yeah fucking hell I mean you know obviously I know that Courtney Pine is a big deal in that world right yes and I mean it's not my world and you know I mean god bless all these talented jazz musicians right not slagging off their ability to play but fuck me this is bad isn't it it's dreadful I mean like you say I can't appreciate it for a jazz art form because I don't like jazz it's not for me but this shouldn't be on this album no I feel this is just an attempt to cross over too far it's like okay we're fusing these styles it's like well you're not you haven't really fused these styles you've put this on top Mm, of this yeah it's not a fusion you know kind of suggests that the two things have infused and become something new something else. and this isn't this is just a breakbeat with a fucking horrible sax line over the top yeah of it. and exactly it's not even as if you can go well he took a good 
sample from jazz and looped it because it works. It's just freeform terrible. Yeah, it's, bad, it's but... awful. Yeah. It's bad. It's, uh, I mean, it goes on for a while as well, doesn't it? It does. Uh, it's a four and a half minute song of bad solo. Four and a half minutes of freeform anything is is bad enough. I mean, I'm saying that this is probably an hour's worth of freeform bullshit. Weird. It's <laughs> true, but but you know, at least oh, this is terrible. And also, like you say, why would you call it Courtney Blows? <laughs> you know, maybe. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> that that is either it's an in joke, and they're like, oh yeah, we know what we're doing. Or there is no, there's no sense of humour at all, and Jazzy B doesn't get why that's a terrible idea. Mate, you're making me think about Jazzy B getting a blowjob, and I don't want to think about that. <laughs> I don't want to think about that. No, no, that's dreadful. Well, the worrying thing is, though, with that voice, he could probably talk you into it, couldn't he? Before you knew it. Yeah. yeah so, hang on a minute. Now, <laughs> I'm, now I'm under the table in this cafe. <laughs> i got a mouthful of Jazzy D. <laughs> Jizzy D. <laughs> Pole to pole. <laughs> I don't know what's happening here. All right, so you know we're both agreed this is a dreadful, dreadful song. Yeah. So that's fair enough. However, here's here's a snippet I find. I okay. this is good. If we listen back to the first bit where the beat comes in, not not the uh, original beat. I was curious as to whether it was a sample that I wasn't aware of or what they'd done. I went on whosampled.com and I couldn't find them uh, it wasn't a sample that they had used it seems like they've made this yeah fair play however someone has sampled that beat okay. that I was like no that can't be true that can't be where that comes from and I'm going to play you this apparently samples uses that beat from Soul to Soul Jesus Christ absolutely Alanis Morissette Alanis Morissette that's nuts! <laughs> I'm, that's ama- I'm amazed that you... you look crazy. I'm amazed, amazed that you picked that out. Well, no, I didn't. I, I, that was whosample.com. Oh, okay. I, went so on just, so okay, I just... I, I, I was wondering whether it was an original or, or something, not their own. Um, but Alanis sampled that one in Courtney Blows on Soul to Soul's second album. Where the fuck has she got... Or whatever, producer. Who's, yeah. who's, who's gone, I know what we need. We need a beat. I know what we'll do. How bizarre. bizarre. Yeah. Mental. How, biz- how bizarre. But then here's another thing I found out coming from that. Right. Uh, on who sampled, it tells you if you know someone else has uh, used that sample, or you can go you know endless journey on who used what and blah yeah. blah. It, someone else did a cover of Alanis Morissette's "One Hand in My Pocket." Right. That I was not aware of. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna play this. Yeah. See how long it is before you can spot who's who's covering this. Oh God. Right. Rolf Rolf. I'm saying that I'm overwhelmed. Fucking hell. Rick Rolf. <laughs> Mate. There you are. I, and I, uh, do you know what? I was like, I was like, is that a didgeridoo? <laughs> and I should have got it from there. Oh, can you tell what it is yet? I've got one, I've got one hand in my pocket. Exactly. Oh my God. 
<laughs> and the other one's holding my release papers. <laughs> yeah. oh, fucking uh, hell. Uh, that absolutely tickled me. Oh, I love it. Ruffle. <laughs> nice. Yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, no, I was very pleased that I found that little snip. Good. There you are. But yeah, the song Courtney Blows, dog shit. Let's have a look at what else uh, was in the top 10 albums this week back uh, mid-1990. Cool. See what the rest of the world was doing. Uh, a lot of these, again, because they're such big albums, are ones we have seen before. So we've got Michael Bolton still in there, B-52s, uh, UB-40, whatever. I can't remember what that one was, but it's bound to be awful. But that's that's the record that I just go, thank fuck that wasn't number one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, can you? Oh, there's going to be a. Oh, there is going to be a number one UB40 album at some point in the nineties, isn't Probably. it? Probably. It'll be a best of. Oh, maybe it'll be a best of. We won't have to do exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. I oh, know, but we still have to listen to it and talk. Oh. Yeah, your rules, mate. Yeah. Oh, mate, why are we doing this, Chris? <laughs> uh, then we have got the Carpenters, which we discussed last week. We got Big Country Best of through a Big Country. Okay. Yeah. Phil Collins is still in there. We're you know. Basically, in June now, and yeah. he's been number one since the start of, well, the end of December. Yeah, so and he's, he's still in the top ten. Yeah, he's number five this week. Five. Jesus Christ, how many copies? I mean, we know, we've already discussed well, yeah. that. Yeah. Then we've got number four this week is Talk Talks, Best Of, Natural History. Great. I wasn't particularly aware of it. I mean, you do singles, the 80s singles. But yeah, I mean, I mean, there were singles banned for me, I suppose. Yeah. Like. Number three is Madonna, I'm Breathless. This, I mean, wow! Right, this. You, you remember what this record was? No, uh, I'm, I'm breathless. Was the uh, songs inspired by Dick Tracy? Oh, was it? Yeah, where she she played a character oh. in that who was a you know, like a 1920s 1930s uh, cabaret singer called uh-huh. Breathless Mahoney. Okay, uh, and so like the lead single of that was Panky Panky. Oh, Panky Panky, yeah, no, Panky Panky, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, oh, I mean, I, well, I had it on tape. I actually got rid of all my tapes, mm. which I'm now kind of regretting. Yeah. And I hated this record at the Did time. You? Yeah, oh god, right. I got it, and I, I was such a big Madonna fan. I was bought anything, and I, I really wanted to love the film. Mm-hmm. I was like, I really got into the hype of the film coming into it. You know, I used to, I used to really love buying into the hype of big films coming okay. out, like uh, I'd be there and queue up for them at the cinema and all of those kind of things. I was really excited about this film and the film was a bit of a dead duck I haven't seen it since I saw it in the cinema so, oh, right. so I haven't re-evaluated it and yeah the album was bad right oh, bad 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 because well, I do remember Hanky Panky and I remember thinking it was just such a novelty weirdness for her to be doing yeah uh, and I didn't hear any of the rest of the album yeah, I was like, well, fuck it, I don't care. I mean, it's just, I, I actually kind of think it's a shame it wasn't number one because <laughs> I think we could have had a really weird conversation. I about see. Yeah, true enough. But uh, okay, so that's number three this week. Number two is Jason Donovan's Between the Lines. I was entirely unaware of that album. I didn't give a shit about Jason Donovan at the time. And no, I mean, I had, I had, to, I had ten good reasons. I had the first oh, one, yeah, but, but, but I, was, I, I was gifted that. I didn't have the second one. But then. Other albums released in this three-week period. Well, one of them I spotted is The Breeders' Pod, their first album. Okay, I've never heard that record. I, I love it. I think it's one of the best albums of the 90s. It's, it, wow. It, okay. oh, it's, I think it's incredible. It's only 30 minutes long-ish. Uh-huh. Um, every song on there is perfect. It's brilliantly done. I loved the second album. I thought it was great, but it, the second album, which had Cannibal on, was a very different sound. That Last Splash. Yes, right. exactly. Last Splash. A, a very different sound to this one, to Pod. I think Pod was an Albini production. Oh, okay. Very 
just raw. Uh, it's, it's what you'd expect from one of the Pixies. Yeah. Um, one of Throwing Muses doing an album. It's, it's, it's okay. brilliant. I would absolutely say to everyone, if you've got any interest in that kind of American alternative kind of sound, check it out. I am, it's fantastic. I'm going to add that to my Spotify right now. I'm going to listen to that. I think that's a good enough recommendation for me. Right, cool. Yeah, I'll, no. I'll report back. Do, do. I think, I think you'll like it. Yeah, wicked. Uh, another one out this time period is Teenage Fan Club's A Catholic Education. Yeah, again, never really... Uh, my, my whole, my whole uh, relationship with Teenage Fan Club is pretty much that one track on the Judgment Night soundtrack. Oh, see? Wow. Well, in that case, that's very representative of, of Teenage yeah. Fan Club, for sure, yeah. yeah. A lot of guest MCs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but this album, I think my mate Robert at school uh, was a fan and he gave me this on tape. I wasn't particularly into it. I like the singles. You know, they've got a couple of really good singles uh, from this time period. And I like the sound, but listening to a whole album of that sound was a bit too much for me. Yeah. If you can hear some weird noises in the background, by the way, it's my dog. We are stuck between a rock and a hard place. <laughs> we can either have him in this room or out. His name is Waffles. He's a small corgi. He's very nice, but he is making some fucking annoying sounds on this floor at the moment. And he's found a sock. He's found a sock. Well, play with your sock, mate. Anyway. Right. Leave that in. I'll cut it out. I don't mind. And the other one that I've made a note of here is James Goldmother. Which at the time, again, I loved that album. Really good album. Oh, I, I was like, I was like, who's James Goldmother? I was, I was like, <laughs> right, no, no, James, James Goldmother. Yeah, exactly. Which was re-released, I think, the next year with "Sit Down" on it because of the right. success of that. But that wasn't actually on the the first version of the album. But there's I mean, some brilliant songs in there. James at this era was basically. I I was oh, fucking hell. This dates me. I was part of a youth theatre group at this okay, time. Okay, nice. Yeah, part of the school. Yep. Lee Manor, uh, Lee Manor Youth Theatre, Manor Youth Theatre, shout out, represent. Uh-huh. Uh, my high point in that was playing a character called the Holy Roller, where I skateboarded across a stage where with uh, with uh, board of signs of doom on it, like the end is nigh and stuff Astonishing. like that. Astonishing, right? Yeah, uh, and in a moment of improvisation, I decided to do a uh, with ever the comic instincts and knowledge, a comedy pratfall by skateboarding as quite hard as I could into a closed door uh, and I broke that door I oh shit a little bit of trouble for it oh dear okay yeah. <laughs> so that's that was that was my just but we were I went to that with our friend Sarah Horn mm-hmm. yeah yeah well Sarah Price now that's indeed and uh, yeah most uh, she was banging at James and I would argue with her about I see why they were shit even though I had no real knowledge of them Right. Well, no, I, I, knowing Sarah, I can absolutely believe that she was into James at that point. Yeah, too. yeah. Uh, James and Carter, the unstoppable sex machine. Yeah, exactly. But, well, there was that's what was going on at that time uh, in the indie world, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, but the you know, Goldmother, I think, has some really, really good songs on there. Some that stand up to the test of time. Some maybe not so much. But ones like Come Home and Lose Control still, I think, are fantastic. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's all there was really this week that I spotted in America. The number one single was Wilson Phillips' Hold On. Brilliant. Absolutely fantastic. Just brilliant song. Uh, and the number one album, and this was the number one album for somewhere in the region of three months from this point, was MC Hammer's Place Hammer Don't Hurt Him. Yeah. Again, I've just been preparing some of the future podcast notes, mm-hmm. going, oh, what was number one in the US this week? What was it this week? And like, through to about November. Oh man, this is a massive record. This was an enormous one. Just that set, like, just, uh, you can't touch this. Oh, well, that was worldwide massive. Yeah. I mean, like, this, there was that summer, wasn't it? Where MC Hammond was just ruling the world. Yeah. It was like the biggest, 
you know, biggest star in America and therefore de facto the world, basically. Yes. Yeah. Pepsi deal, all of that shit. Got that album right there. <laughs> that's the word we pray. Yeah. Pray. <laughs> so yeah, there you go. That's what that's what else was happening in the world. But we should get back into Soul to Soul. So we're now on track six of ten. Yeah, and this is, I mean, this is not strictly speaking an instrumental, but mm-hmm. it's mostly an instrumental mm-hmm. that kind of got a chant on it. Yeah, yeah. But it's, right, so we'll play a little bit of it. This is this is a uh, I can't say I love it, but it's it's a like it's a perfectly fine tune. Yes, yeah, I would say of what we've heard so far, I would put this above, for example, tracks two and three. I think I prefer this to those ones, probably mostly because of the absence of that plinky piano. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. It's, it's more low slung. It's kind mm-hmm. of I think what it reminds me of actually. Uh, have you ever listened to the first uh, Nightmares on Wax record? It was Smoker's Delight, was that? Oh, right, yeah. That, yeah. Was, the, that was the record. Yeah. Uh, the second one was Car Boot Soul. Um, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, well, I definitely have heard it. Yeah, it's kind of got a bit of that vibe to okay. it. That kind of, kind of blunted beat. Like, mm-hmm. Just kind of builds and builds. I mean, it's got that kind of... I mean, we should play a bit that the kind of the, the vocal. Yeah, and uh, we'll get into in it. Yeah. I'll also see if we can find the bongo solo. Actually, think that's all right. Uh, it's fine. Uh, it's fine. It's a it's a six out of ten for me. Fair enough. Well, yeah. Fucking hell. It's no more than a six out of ten as yeah. well. But um, in comparison to the rest of this album, yes. Yeah. Yeah. This is oh wicked. We've hit a six. Is what I'm thinking. Okay. I'm so I'm 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 still I'm still slightly kinder towards it than that. So that's fine. Nothing much else to say on that. I no. Think. No. Lyrically, it's the same stuff. You know, trying to find a higher state of mind. This sort of stuff. It's, it's the same message. They're yeah. on point on yeah, that. It's consistent. Yeah. Uh, but it brings us into the next one, which was the second single. Yeah. A dream's a dream. Yeah. the same experience like when, when I put this on a couple of years ago I put it on and I went oh god I always hated this vocal oh yeah and then and then I'd forgotten about it uh-huh. and then I listened to it again for this and I went oh god I still I've hated this vocal for fucking 30 years 
28 years I've hated this vocal for. I can see right through you. Which is a shame because I don't mind the rest of the tune. Yeah. There's some, like, some really nice bits in it, you know. I think the it's it's just that particular vocal and every time it comes in it's just like oh because oh, it does it's through like yeah like that yeah. that wishing on a wish on a star wishing on a dream mm-hmm. well, it's really nice and it would be a great song if it just didn't have that fucking bit of vocal in it I see okay I like the the, the feel of it I like the kind of the minor key I do feel that Jazzy B's verse sounds almost comedically dramatic uh, when it comes oh, in, oh god, though. yeah, no, with the fucking the portent and stuff. Yeah, exactly, it? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's, it's yeah. I, I, I know what you mean. I, I, it's like, oh wow, man, this is all a bit am dram, isn't it? Yeah. So it's like he's a genie. <laughs> is, oh, is, is it? That's such a good way. <laughs> Just popped into impart some advice. Let's see if I can find a wee bit of that actually. See, I don't know if you if you you were never a fan of the records. The best we pick on this, but like on that Snoop Dogg album, Doggy uh-huh. Star, like, every time RBX came in and did something, all right, we'd be like deep, deep <laughs> like the mines of Minolta. Now picture this. Let's fucking see if we can find it. Man. Deep, deep like the mines of Minolta. Now picture this. Let's pick Nick inside a moor. Not pick a Nick basket. Pick a Nick casket. And I got the machine. Crack the fucking chest plate. Yeah, okay, absolutely, I see what you mean. That is uh, spot on. That far too much drama, tension in the voice, unnecessary. Pantomime bullshit, man. Yeah. Pantomime up in this bitch. Yeah. Right, okay. I, know, I like that, though. That's a, 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 it works well for me, the, the comparison. Right, what else have we got there, man? What's the next track? That, okay, so yeah, so that was uh, A Dream to Dream. And again, that was the second single, and did very well for them, as far as I remember. I think really? it was maybe possibly Grammy nominated for singles as well so they, they were big in, in, in America at this point still and it, weirdly I was going back and reading some of the reviews for this album from the time and I was reading ones from like the Village Voice and uh, US critics yeah. and they were loving it oh really yeah even, even this album they were saying this is a good progression from volume one and this is what you know the future of dance music might be I mean, there is a case to be made that these are embryos of sounds that we've come to know very well. Maybe. Um, And, you know, the influence that these records had were possibly more important than the actual... You know, yeah. the, you know the directions they sent other producers off on. There's certainly a case to be made for that anyway. But, mm. but then I mean, we come on to the next track on this, which is Time... Untitled, and let's I'll just point out as well: a dream's a dream. It, it, for no good reason, there was five and a half minutes of that. Yeah, there's uh, no need for that. It didn't, it, you know, especially if you. I'm guessing the radio edit was probably not five and a half minutes, no. but the radio edit should have been the album version. Very much. So. The, the, you do not need to drag it on. Uh, but they've gone even further on the next ones. This is called Time Brackets Untitled, which seems self-defeating to me. Yeah, it's not untitled. It's called Time. It's called Time. Maybe it's just. Maybe it's just called time because someone this goes on for time. <laughs> it does. So, yeah, six minutes of this. Wow, that's probably why they ran out of time to give it a title. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is. 
That's a very incongruous prank, mate. But this to me is the worst excess in the world. This is. If, this, if you were to consolidate the problems with this record into one song, it would be this song. Ship, Piano House. Yeah. The coffee table jazz blandness. Yeah. Six minutes of it. Yeah. The only thing you can say is it doesn't have a bad vocal because it's an instrumental. Well, that is true. But I mean, it's I, I don't understand how you justify six minutes of this. Not at all. It doesn't It doesn't change enough. We, we've mentioned prog already. I'll, I'll go with a six minute prog song. Sure. That, that, that drifts all over the place and takes you on a journey. I'm all right with that. I'm all right with a, you know, I'm all right with a, a six minute kind of rock song if it's got a lot of changes and a mm-hmm. big intro or, mm-hmm. or whatever it is. You know, I'm I'm all right with six minutes worth of song if if the six minutes are something to dance to. Yeah. But this is I don't know what this is for. This is no, no. This it sounds like they created a little backing thing maybe to use on a song yeah and then looped it for six minutes yeah it's uh, it's, it's, unnecessary. it's unnecessary it's boring I don't care for it okay I, I've listened listen to this and I don't understand what it brings new to the table nothing that's the thing it's not it's, you know, it's not like okay well here's a really groundbreaking new thing we're trying to some new ground yeah. I don't get it well it's not even like Courtney Blows where you go no this is unique because hey it's got uh, Courtney Pine doing blowing, blowing. Yeah, it's it's not even that. It's just generic shite. Yeah, absolute shit, mate. And that's, I, I can't make. Do you reckon it's because you had to have you had to hit forty five, fifty minutes on an album, and they weren't? Yeah, because I mean, this is a short record. It is. Doesn't seem like it when you're listening to it, but it yeah. is a short record. Yeah, yeah. And th- indeed, this was before people started filling every minute they could of CDs with music I see I don't think it is we've already had examples of that no but I, no, no one's doing 77 minute albums aren't they no. well, I, I, know, I know what you're saying yeah. yeah okay but I mean I th- we've had albums that are too long already, oh yeah we've so had albums that have outstayed their welcome but yeah. they're still only 50 or 55 okay yeah fine. no one's just going well we've got the opportunity to do 77 minutes we have to mm. thank god Right, let's do another quick break from Soul to Soul because frankly it's not getting any better at this point. Nah. And let's look at what was going on in the single stop 10 uh, during. And the week I've chosen is kind of the 3rd to the 10th of June. Okay. So that's what it's, just because it's one of the three weeks in the middle there. So number 10 this week, one that I remember very well The Charlatans. Only yeah. one I know. This, and this is one of the only Charlatan songs I know. <laughs> Well, that's going to change in a few weeks when we have to listen to it. Oh. It's a number one album, mate. Oh, yeah. Right, um, yeah. I see. I, I I remember loving this tune. Yeah, I mean, I I, I like this tune as well at the time, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was the I ones think... huge in indie clubs. Very much the popular side of that sound. Yeah. You know, you had the Stone Roses debut album, that sort of thing. You, you had the, this kind of the smaller, cooler bands. Yeah. But this was the one that crossed over. Yeah. So, yeah, number 10 this week. So, big, big single. Number nine, this is shockingly bad. There's some vocal for you. What the fuck is that? You'll know this. Oh, Jesus. Do you remember this as well? The Chimes, their version of Still Having Fun are Looking For. Oh, God, I don't. Oh, I, I do. I really remember. I'm thinking, even at the time, why have you done this? Oh my god, it's awful. It's, it is dreadful. And, but fucking, it was massive. I remember them on top of the pops miming badly to this. 
Don't know why it got there. No, I've got the I've, I've struck that from my mind. You're a lucky man. Uh, number eight. Baby, yeah, mate. Doing the do. <laughs> I do remember this. I'm loving it. I bought this album for a girl. Oh yeah. Did it work out well? No, no, no. Okay. Nowhere, mate. Yeah, Betty Boo. I, I do. I remember being very into that. It was good, fun pop. Yeah. yeah really enjoyed it. Next one, though. I don't remember this one of theirs. I suspect you will. Maybe the single edit didn't have all of this. No, no, absolutely not. Yeah. Uh, let's crack into a bit in the middle. Yeah, this was massive, man. Don't remember it. Don't remember it. What album's it on? Born to Sing. Well, because the big album was Funky Divas, which was the next one. Right. Is that the one that um, Never Gonna Get It was on? Yeah. Right. Because I remember that single very well. But I remember that. Yeah, I, I remember Hold On, yeah. I don't, don't remember it like well. Mm. I haven't heard it for a long, long time. Sure. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't remember that intro at all, though. No. Well, like, again, I never had the album, so that's like you say, it probably wouldn't have been on the single version. Yeah, probably not. Uh, so number six, Kind of Know. Better the Devil You Know. Oh, yeah, this was a good one. I, this was the first, this mm. was like, kind of the first one where you started to go, oh, Kylie's got something, I think. Yeah, but this was it's the first one that's out of the mould of Magical So Lucky, etc. Yeah. That very saccharine, trite, and boring for me sound. Yeah, yeah. this is still stuck at getting Walkman, I'm assuming. Stuck at the I'm not sure at this point. I mean, I don't know then. Should have just done. Should have just done the film uh, Delinquents, I think. At this yeah, point. yeah. This must be post Delinquents. Oh, because yeah, we we talked about what was the song from that? Did you not say Papa Qua? Was it the Delinquents? I think so. Oh, right, that's not the one we played. I can't remember what it was, no? Oh, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Hmm. Uh, but I don't know who the producer was, but this is a catchy tune. Let's have a, let's, let's have a look and see. It was the lead single. It was by PWL, so it's a Stock Aitken and Waterman production. All right, okay. So we're still in that factory then. But this is a better tune. This was in, in the middle of uh, when she was with, uh, let's say, Mick Hucknell. Fucking <laughs> Michael Hutchins. <laughs> oh, okay, right. Yes. I mean, I'd fuck Michael Hutchins. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's, that's Kylie... Yeah. Uh, then number five. The Adventures of Stevie V. Up as well. That's okay. It, it, it's, yeah. Um, I, mean, it's obvious. I mean, again, like, I mean, the most used expression in this podcast. It's of its time, but yeah, but it's, it's, got it's a slightly housey edge to it as well. It does, but it's not too cheesy. No. Uh, it, again, it's got that kind of minor key to it. It's good fun. Yeah. It's, it's kind of a bit of yeah, a bit of dark, bit but atmospheric. Yeah. 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 Totally. So I'm good with that, and I do. I'm the same. I remember really enjoying this at the time. Next one, number three. No, number four. We're gonna do a song that you never heard before. Oh yeah, 
yeah. Remember this? Yeah. John Pavlo's Animals. Yeah. Yeah. Um, God, yeah. I, God, I haven't thought of that in years. No. Actually, I think I stopped just before they get to it, but if I remember correctly, there's a, a lot of the, woo, yeah, woo, yeah. However, next one, fucking brilliant. Wicked, yeah, and that was my first exposure to that sample. What public enemy one? Uh, no, the the oh, the, the, the horn break, the oh, yeah, 45, 45 kings, King, yeah, yeah. Oh, same as that, yeah. The so first the, time I heard it, and yeah, controversially, it's a better use of it than, than most other ones, yeah. It is, it's absolutely fantastic. Um, Chad Jackson, a feeling was from Manchester, he was oh, a DMC really? finalist DJ at the time. I don't know, well, I'd always thought he was an American, right? No, I think, I think he's English Chad, well, yeah, true, Chad. Next one, this is big. Fantastic song. This is the song that can be said to have broken the seal. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no. Broken the seal. Dave, please no. I'll say it again. No. (laughs) Oh Christ. And do you reckon uh, do you reckon like in the height of his uh, fame uh-huh. do you reckon if that was you could have been you've just blown a seal oh Jesus Christ wouldn't you you would though <laughs> wouldn't you <laughs> oh fucking hell no oh, okay it's is... just me oh no oh you would hope that he had little business cards printed up with that on it though you can just hand out yeah afterwards that'd be nice a little uh, memento Fucking Christ. Right. Uh, number one, though, this week. It was football season. This is the Magnetic World Cup. So, New Order's World in Motion. I mean, where do you stand in this one? I mean, I'm not a big fan of New Order. And it sounds a bit too New Order for me, but worse. Oh, mate. that's This is... I love this song. Do you? Oh, God, man. Fair it? enough. Barnsley's rap. Oh no, it's hilarious. Yeah, of course. Come on, man. But we need, yeah. we need less. Less. We need a bit of that. A bit, a bit of Barnes. I mean, I hate football, but I like this song. Right. Let's see if I can find it. <laughs> obviously it's it's a badly performed rap because he's not a rapper fair enough yeah. but surely people must have said to him at the time must have gone oh John maybe you shouldn't be doing that oh yeah because I, I would imagine like you know like Hooky was there going <laughs> this is how you flow it fam <laughs> maybe not maybe not 
But it, that was a huge single for them. Oh, mate, it was enormous, yeah. man. I, I mean, I've got... I mean, it's not a good song, but I've got a lot of... Uh, I've got a lot of fond memories of it. Yeah. I, I, I think it's okay, but I don't like their sound particularly. I think sometimes it really works. I like True Faith. You know, that's a great tune. Uh, but this sounds like a watered-down version. Of, of course, you'd have been rooting for Northern Ireland in the football worlds. Oh, of course, mate, because we... We, was, we love yeah. them footballs. Pat Jennings and Norman Whiteside. Uh, the yeah. only Northern Irish footballers I can uh, name. That, yeah, that, that's who that, uh, that uh, killer song was about, wasn't it? <laughs> Mr. Whiteside. <laughs> Very reverential. <laughs> Lovely. Anyway, that was number one. Uh, other, um, uh, other notable singles that were around at this time. Was Not Was, Papa Was a Rolling Stone. Was it was not was or was it was not was? I think it is was not was. Yeah, yeah so. exactly. But you know, no one was ever gonna. Which song was it? Sorry, Papa was Rolling Stone. Uh, yeah, of that. good tune. Yeah, tune. yeah. The B fifty two's Rome was out at this point. Love that song. That is a good one. That's, That's one of their, their one better ones for sure. Um, one that you mentioned a couple of podcasts back. I seem to remember Jane Child. Don't want to fall in love. Yep. Which I still didn't really remember. Yeah. Um, great tune. This one surprised me. A re-release of MWA's Express Yourself got to number 27 in the charts yep and that's the uh, that's the 12 inch that I've got oh okay right it was the, the 90 release yeah it was right. the, it was the uh, black cover um, big pink block letters mm-hmm. on the front of it they re-released uh, Gangster Gangster at the same time right. well, very very close to it as well yeah they, yeah. The, al- the album started to do well over here and they re-released those I see so yeah the 12 inch I think it's one with the bonus beats on the back of it and uh, Bitch is a Bitch yes no it is absolutely yeah because yeah. I remember a mate of mine had it and taped that for me yeah. and that was the, the song selection uh, but yeah it's 27 is I think pretty impressive for that uh, another one football related pop lead itself touched by the hand of Chickalina yeah I'm just yeah yeah, yeah. Just, yeah you, you remember I love that song no idea mate alright I'm going to play a little bit of this because you'll remember it. It, it this was one of the big ones that got played again in clubs when pop lead itself would get played Oh, fair enough, I thought that might ring a bell. No, oh, I think that's a great one. All right, well, sorry, mate. No, no problems. Side, shall we take a trip? Was out at this point. Which... God, I don't remember that. I mean, were they were they like a were they like a boy band? Uh, no, no, uh, no. You're thinking of North and South, maybe. Oh, maybe. No, this is this is dreadful pawn shop indie. Oh, this was God, right. like one of the ones that 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 came out, and even people who didn't really know indie stuff when oh, surely this isn't actually a tune is it right L S D oh my god really that's what I yeah if yeah. this is, is this like uh, <laughs> is this uh, North Side is to Stone Roses what Catherine Wheel is to Nirvana. Probably, yeah. Right. They, absolutely. They were another Manchester-esque uh, in the surrounding areas. I think they were all very young as well. They were like 17-year-old lads. and Got signed because they had the right postcode and yeah. a haircut. Yeah, and had a song about doing drugs. Wicked. Yeah, no, absolutely. Two thumbs up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
They Might Be Giants Istanbul was a single at this point only got to number 61 not Constantinople exactly uh, and the only other one I've got done here is Bismarcky's Just a Friend oh, I love that it was actually got to 55 in the UK charts which I'm I'm not surprised have, and should have done much better I don't remember it at the time at all as a thing no neither do I I mean I, yeah. I got into that like Deadbeat festival and stuff yeah like sure that. do you know what I mean like the kind of mid 90s yeah just like going back, going back and rediscovering a lot of that early 90s hip hop for sure but there you go that, that, so there was other stuff other good stuff floating around at, at points anyway I wouldn't know bits so that's that's the kind of the background we have on this era, once all the soul were number one in the album charts. Great, let's c- chop straight back in and finish this motherfucker off. So we are nearly finished with this album. We are on track nine of ten, and it is called In the Heat of the Night. I mean, that's it's funny you should say that because that that was really at this point. It's like, yeah, I've been back into this album. I've enjoyed what I'm going to enjoy out of it. I uh, think, right? Um, and this is just more of the same, isn't it? Yeah, I, I. This one is weird to me because it's not even just not a song about be good to each other, mm-hmm. elevate your mind, whatever. It's it's like a love song, a sexy love song that I don't think they should be doing. I don't think they're the right band to be doing a sexy love song. No, I mean, I don't, I don't think of Jazzy B and think of sex. No, absolutely not. And his bit in this, uh, his verse when he comes in, it's like he's trying to be a, a breathy Barry White type. Yeah. And can we say as well, uh-huh. how little is Jazzy B actually on this record? Hardly at all, yeah. Which seems unusual. Um, I, mean, I, I wonder if we went back and listened to the first album, would we be surprised that he wasn't on all the tracks there? Because I, I absolutely, whenever I think of Soul of Soul, I think of Jazzy B. Yeah. And that's his, his flow. But maybe he's not on as many of his tracks as we think. Oh, maybe. He's maybe just behind the scenes on a lot of them. But no, and to be honest, I wish he'd stayed off this one. Um, let's see if I can find a bit of his, his verse. Wipe the sweat from my brow. Ain't no way I can reach you now. I hear calling and teardrops falling. All your pains and lust combined as one. We used to have fun, but the memories still live on in my mind. To the end of time, holding you tight, yeah, in the heat of the night. I can't take it. I, I know what you mean. It's like you don't want to, that your leader down the youth club. Just, <laughs> you don't want to come home and find him fucking your mum. Right, yeah. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's sleazy, it's stomach turning. I don't want to see Nelson Mandela's sex tape. <laughs> Although I do I wish I had it in my fucking possession because I bet that oh. thing is worth a fortune. Uh, yeah, no, I, I think this is a bad song anyway. Uh, oh, it's yes, a dull, dull song, uh, bad female vocals, bad jazzy verse. Okay, on this subject though, what celebrity would you least like to see their sex tape? Not not in terms of like, oh, you're just you're physically disgusting and repulsing. Yeah, but, you know, not like not like a not like a Trump or something, but just someone who like, oh no, I don't want to, I don't want to see you in that in oh, that context. Well, David Attenborough. Oh yeah, Attenborough is a good one. Yeah, Trevor McDonald. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. But I don't want to know if he takes his glasses off. <laughs> oh. Could you imagine? Oh. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, no, it, it, any kind of goody two shoes TV presenters from my youth as well. All right, okay. A- anyone I remember from play school or something. Yeah. From play school, Floella Benjamin. Oh Lord, Brian oh. Kant. Uh, uh, Rusty Lee. Rusty Lee. <laughs> Fucking hell. Brian Kemp. <laughs> I bet he can, hey? Oh, Christ. God, let's please move on from that discussion. Okay. Uh, we can finish this fucking album off. Last track. Last track. Track 10. Yeah. Our time has now come. Let's play uh, a bit of this. In brackets, to the end. Yeah. <laughs> One, two. I just came over here to London to cool out with my man Jazzy B and the soul of soul posse. I go by the name of Bad Fox Freddy. I got something I want to say. Check it out. Lay your cards on the table, place your bets. I'll lay your odds. This is something that you haven't heard yet. It's fine, divine, like a vintage wine. Best of all, yes, y'all. It's genuine. It's the sound of soul of soul. Yeah, so, yeah, there you go. This a bit of Fat Fry Freddy? Yeah. Come, talk about a rap. He told me everyone's fly. Yeah. Yeah. I actually like this one. I think this is one of the, the better tunes on the album. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, yep. I don't, I don't love it. I don't hate it. It's, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I put it in the upper echelons of mm-hmm. it. It's, uh, yeah, it's good. It's good with me. Yeah. Uh, it, again, it's. Po- I'm possibly liking it because of the lack of the stuff that I don't like on the other ones. So it's one of the more hip hop infused tunes. Yeah, true. It's, the, the, the beat is bigger. It's a little bit. It's a little bit harder. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. There's, the, the, there isn't. Uh, there isn't a kind of a, a soul jazz vocal on it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, indeed. There's. There's no. Diva wailing over the top. Yeah. There's no, um, there's definitely no children's choir singing in the middle of it. Yeah. Yeah. And I noticed that on this one, this is the last track on this album, and it seems to be what this is what Jazzy B does, because the last track on the first album is Jazzy's Groove. Yeah. Which I think is probably their best song for me. I love okay. it. Um, but that one is him talking about what Soul the Soul is, mm-hmm. um, what his mission statement is, and what he thinks about the world, mm-hmm. his kind of state of the soul address. And this is his version of that on this album. Okay. Uh, he's doing a similar thing in his verse after Five, Fre- Five Freddy finishes his, and even says, what is the future for Soul the Soul? And then talks about that. He did that on the, the Jazzy's Groove yeah. on the first album as well. I, I like it. I think it's uh, a nice way to finish the album. Yeah, very similar to uh, uh, a little bit on uh, Fear of Black Planet by Republican Enemy as well. Oh, yes. Talk to me about the, the future, future Republic Enemy. Future Republic Enemy? None of your goddamn business. business. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Uh, the, 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 I did uh, notice, though, on this one, right at the end, when he when Jazzy is doing his thing, for some reason does a ridiculous, see ya! A happy face, a fun It's kind. It's kind of got a bit of. Um, what's the thing I'm trying to remember? Ice T loved them. Horse horse, yeah. Mm. That's it. Now what were those? Like the kind of the pre hip hop hip hop. Oh, um, it was like Lost Poets. Yeah, it's like Lost. La- it Lost Poets. Lost Poets. Last Poets. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like really, it's got a bit of that kind of vibe to it. This track, hasn't it? It's got okay. that kind of speaking truth to the youth. Well, indeed. I think yeah. it's all right. It's okay. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, it's a nice way to end the album. Yeah. Um, uh, we, you know, I think we're. 
probably coming from a similar place in this record. I don't, I don't love this record. No, I was very disappointed because I had good memories of it, but yeah. I hadn't listened to it in probably 20 years. Yeah, I mean, that was, I, I, I alluded to this when we mentioned it before, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it just hasn't aged that well, has it? No, I don't think it uh, has. It hasn't aged well. You know, that's interesting. Sure. Did it deserve to be number one? Do you think this is a number one album from 1990? I think it probably is. Mm, okay. I don't think it's as good as the, the the ones that we've liked that we listened to so far, but I can see why it was number one. You know, and, and for all the faults with this record, this is, I still think, the first record that we've listened to uh, in these number one albums mm-hmm. that shows actually the, the direction of travel that music is going to go on to by the end of the 90s. For sure, yeah. Because obviously we've got to remember, by the time we get to the end of the 90s, you know, what, I mean, there's a very high percentage of pop music that is fundamentally based around hip-hop. Uh, yeah, everything got a break, a hip-hop break. Exactly. And uh, that feel to it, yeah. And this is what we're starting to see here. We're starting to see big mainstream records that feel the influence of hip-hop. You know, you can't you can't say that this is a hip-hop record. It's not. No. But it's, it's the record that feels the most in that world of everything that we've listened to so far. Definitely so far. It, it's the first use of samples and stuff that yeah. to make a record. And, you know, let's, it's easy to kind of be disappointed by this record, okay, and go back to it, but let's still put it in context of if you had one record for the rest of your life and it was this or Behind the Mask by Fleetwood Mac. Oh, Christ. Uh, yeah, fair enough. It would be all the soul. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and, and that's exactly it, you know. Yeah. Uh, you know, as disappointing as this record is, it, for me, again, what this has got on it is one massive single mm-hmm. right get, get a life is a great song yeah I, you know I'd, I'm, I'm tempted to go back and put that on my pop compilation fair enough okay it's a, bi- it's a big tune it's a great tune right mm-hmm. it's like you know, and it's you know it's up there with their best stuff uh, I, I really like the second tune I know you don't no no I don't I, but I think you have fonder memories of it than I do I think you are being more forgiving of it okay so this is the this is the point we get to where we have to select songs for the uh, playlist. playlist. Mm-hmm. Uh, rules as ever are minimum of one, maximum of three. Yep. Okay, I would present my case for two of the songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know instantly that the second one is going to get blown out of the water by you because you had a very bad reaction to it. Mm-hmm. I don't think I like any of the others enough to put them on here. What about yourself? You got no. We can get a life. We'll, we'll yeah, get a life is a given. That's in the that's um, straight in. Yeah, I mean, if I, if you made me choose a second one, yeah, it would either be a dreams a dream second single, or maybe track six. Uh, 1990 a new decade just because it's, it's got a bit of a bass line and a bongo solo but yeah you know what I I think just as a, a representative track mm-hmm. of something that's doing something a little bit different on an album track mm-hmm. I think maybe we should go with 1990 a new decade okay I think yeah. just for the like for the tone of what the compilation is sure I think it would fit in that so like, totally. yeah that's fine I think it's a good representation of this album of the good stuff on this album alright let's stick it in there man let's stick okay. it in Done. okay you can you can find us on Spotify we're going to link this out on the website and we'll link this out on the Twitter indeed and but yeah, if, you, if you can search on Spotify for PCL podcast yeah. you should find us yeah what we'd really like you to do is follow this playlist so that we actually know that anyone's listening to it or realistically what will actually happen is that, that we'll know that no one is yeah. listening to it <laughs> If you, if you follow, 
if you follow this if you follow this playlist we would greatly appreciate it um, yeah. because I mean this is taking a lot of effort and uh, I mean is it, is it just for us I think it's just I for think us it's just for us really yeah, yeah. We, should, we should be just going to the pub instead <laughs> bowling and not listen to these records yeah so that, I guess that's it for, for us for this week done absolutely there we go that was Soul to Soul uh, 1990 a new decade we'll be back in another week with another pop banger what what we got next oh, yeah. time Mr Greer next time is going to be another uh, half and half cut and shut because we've got the essential Pavarotti right we knew it was coming fuck it we up. knew it was on the way next week we've got the essential Pavarotti to at least acknowledge okay and then we will probably do the bulk of our chatting yeah on new kids on the block step by step yeah Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's a big week next week. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. So we've got that to look forward to. Okay. Right. Well, uh, well. Uh, cheers for your time, guys. Thank you for listening. And uh, I guess the only thing left to say is, see ya! <laughs>